Hello, you are listening to the podcast, What is Up with Belarus? Here, I'll be introducing the Belarusian protests in 2020, which is an event that had a significant impact on many international relations and was also caused by various ideas and strategies through international relations and geopolitics. Throughout the series, I'll be introducing various events and connections, as well as some Belarusian history that have led to the forming of their society today. The final goal of this product a podcast is to not only get you to know more about the Belarusian protest, but to make you observe how everything is interconnected, whether it's politics or not, and to look at how your actions are developed by your thoughts, just like how our society is developed by different ideas and choices. A great way you can help this podcast is to sign a petition in the description, but before you do so, make sure you know what you're signing for, which is something I'll be explaining through this series. In this episode, I'll be talking about the more short-term causes, which are the past elections and post-election activism that may have been a factor that set a reputation which kind of gradually built up that uh, later resulted into the 2020 protests. Now, the first election that was held in Belarus after its independence was in 1994 on June 23rd. It was a multi-party election, and uh, the top two candidates with the highest votes were able to participate in another election, which would kind of finally decide who the president is. An unexpected result, though, was the victory of Alexander Lukashenko, who is also the current president of Belarus. At the time, he was the former head of the anti-corruption committee in the parliament, as well as the former official in the Communist Party. And a report created by the U.S. Commission on Security and Cooperation in Europe suggests that the result of the election could indicate the dissatisfaction that the public had during that time. And at that time, what happened was that the Belarusian government had been seen to be corrupted and had this like unfair power under the Prime Minister Kebich. He also ran for president, who, for most international observers, was expected to be the one to win the election. There was a risk, however, in conducting this election, and this was to do with the economic union tied with Russia, and was somewhat feared that the results could have had an effect on uh, Belarus's relation with Russia, which would be expected for Belarus to have a loss in statehood. But despite this, the pro-statehood Shushkevich was removed from his position by conservatives that were very closely connected to Moscow. And contrary to him, the president, Alexander Lukashenko, was strongly pro-Russian. However, after his, uh, even after his victory, his appointments with policies have caused the economic unions between Belarus and Russia to delay. And the U.S. Commission states that they believe that the election in 1994 has demonstrated their implementations of international practices and that the results were influenced solely by the expression of the candidates and their diversity and not by other forces like using money, but rather focused on the freedom of expression, which they had... um, a lot of candidates with very different beliefs. 
And the Belarusian government also published its own report on their uh, first election, particularly focusing on the positive comments that they received from international observers and professionals. But on the other hand, the Belarusian prosecutor's office made a claim that numerous regulations and laws were broken during the election campaign, as well as on the voting day, and made clear that immediate changes were necessary for the legislation. And the statement made by the prosecutor's office was three weeks after the Belarusian government's press release on the appraisal of, you know, the conduct of the election. And some specific ways in which the candidates have broken the law, according to the prosecutor, was that on the day of the voting, around 13,000 partially filled ballots were found in Minsk in the dump which could indicate some bias towards a particular person, and it does not contribute to a fair election. And along with the dumped ballots, some ballots had Lukashenko's name crossed out by the recent uh, commission chairman after the boxes were unsealed. And furthermore, the prosecutor also claimed that one of the candidates, Kebich, during his campaign had printed many leaflets, which the cost of them had exceeded the maximum amount allowed, which was 20 million rubles. And the prosecutor stated that these kinds of fraud may promote violations and it's recommended that they take an urgent action of change. And despite uh, Lukashenko being relatively unknown or new from the viewpoints of elders, it had appeared that he was the first but a small step towards democracy in a free market system in Belarus, contrary to the old Belarus, considering his policies and appointments. On the uh, 1994 election on June 23rd, there were in total six candidates that were running for the president. They include Dubko, Kevich, Lukashenko, Novikov, Bosniak, and Shushkevich. And as a result, Lukashenko ended up getting the highest number of votes, which in the city of Minsk, he had won around 20 six percent of the total votes and overall in the country had won almost 45 percent of the total votes which were outstanding results and Kevich was the candidate to have won the second most votes winning around 18 percent of the votes in the city of minsk and around 17 of votes overall in the country and after later um, on the 10th of july 1994 the very same year there was the second election, which was to finally decide who the president will be. Here, it was a battle between Lukashenko and Kevich, who had the top two results in the winning votes on the first election in June. And as a result, um, in the city of Minsk, Kevich had um, won almost 20%, while Lukashenko had won exactly 70%. And overall in the country, Kevich had won around 14% of the total votes while Lukashenko had won a whopping amount of around 80% of total votes, which showed an extremely large difference in votes and their support. Now, here's the process of like how to become a president that you have to take in Belarus. And the first step is that you have to be born in Belarus, be a Belarusian citizen that has lived in Belarus for at least the past 10 years and be at least 35 years old. And uh, they can remain in their office if they're elected for five years per term, 
and directly voted by the public through fair and universal elections. And if a president resigns or the seat becomes vacant for some other reason, then presidential elections are to occur between 30 to 70 days, including the day the seat became vacant. However, the election can only occur when more than half of the Belarusian citizens have, have taken part in the poll. Since the presidential election takes place around every five years, there are more elections than just the one in 1994, obviously. And one of the elections that stand out from the other ones are the presidential election that was conducted in 2006. On March 19th of 2006, Lukashenko had won his third term in the office as the president of Belarus. However, there was a lot of doubt and discontent coming from the Belarusian citizen side, which many claimed that winning over 82% of the votes was impossible. And from the suspicion that the, elected, uh, the elections were not being conducted in a fair, democratic uh, manner, but rather rigged, many oppositional forces have organized events in the capital Minsk, in the October Square, led by Alexander Kosulin, Alexander Milinkievich, and in this protest there were between 5,000 and 10,000 people that had participated to make the statement against the uh, government. And this was the very same day that the election results were announced. And something remarkable in this protest was that the protesters were waving the flag of the EU and the independent Belarusian flag, which is the old flag that was and that was and is still banned today, which may show that citizens were very disappointed with the result. And the main aim for this protest was to demand a second round of the election, which was hoped to be democratic and not rigged. Th but this was not the first protest to occur in Belarus. And one short-term cause for this specific protest is thought to be um, influenced by a past protest, the Jeans Revolution, that occurred a year before, in 2005 September. This was when protesters have demonstrated against the government, specifically targeting Lukashenko by wave, uh, waving jean shirts, which was supposed to represent kind of like a symbol for the West. And the cause of this pro uh, protest was the ban on the use of the old Belarusian flag, the flag of independent Belarus. And this is thought to have influenced the protest in 2006, where people waved flags of the EU and the former Belarusian flag. But this protest, however, was anticipated. Not many of only Belarusians, but also international observers have expected for this protest to happen, assuming from, you know, past reputations, considering also the power of Lukashenko. And the amount of distrust has gone to the point where some international forces have given warnings or some kind of intervention before the election. The European Parliament, for instance, along with the United States Congress, had given a warning to Belarus that if any human rights were violated during the election, then Belarus would receive sanctions from them. And some international organizations even sent monitors to just, just to make sure that the election was conducted democratically and fairly, like, through 
but this monitoring did not prevent that from happening. Now, when it comes to the uh, opposition forces of Lukashenko, they are very oppressed. And it's not something new to them, it's been going on for a pretty long time, in fact. Uh, candidates, specifically Kozulin, who tried to enter an official assembly of Belarus, hosted by the president, was arrested and severely beaten up, and then later charged with disorderly conduct. And it has come to the point where the government would warn the citizens that if they were to protest against the election, then they would be arrested and charged for terrorism. And uh, one day before the election, text messages from an anonymous source were sent to many mobile phones in Belarus where the content was about, you know, like a warning saying that there could be bloodshed caused by the protest in hopes of encouraging people to stay away from the protest, but it did not work. The protest and rally went on for a week. And two days after Lukashenko's victory, intervention from the international community became more big. For instance, in the US, they had stated that the elections were rigged and demanded a new vote where the election would be fair, which is pretty much the same thing of what the citizens of Belarus were demanding. And along with the US, many countries have expressed their disappointment towards the government of Belarus because of their unfair regulations and rights violations, but in March, the Constitutional Court of Belarus rejected all of those requests regarding the new vote. And later on, on the day before their Independence Day, which was on the 24th of March 2006, Protesters have again decided to take it onto the streets in October Square. There was a clash between the demonstrators and the police, which the police ended up arresting around 300 to 400 citizens. And this was taken as a sign to the European Union that they should impose a sanction, which I mentioned before, which resulted in a travel ban on Lukashenko along with other Belarusian uh, leaders. On the very next day, on the day of their independence, despite the previous day's clash, demonstrators took it to the streets again. But this time, the clash with the police was much more violent. This even resulted in the death of one demonstrator and many arrests along with four explosions, which indicated that the police were using uh, grenades. And on the very same day, the Organization for Security and Cooperation had concluded that Belarus has not been able to meet the democratic peaceful standards that have been set. Now, you can probably tell there's no one specific event that has led to the outbreak of the poll protests of 2020. And in fact, it was the reputation that was built or the decisions that were made and even a lot of outside forces came into play when these elections were taking place in Belarus. Both long-term and short-term, this uh, was the short-term effect, but they were both very significant in causing larger issues, kind of like how the decisions we made or the decisions that someone else made for us are the reasons why we are here right now. 
I hope this covered more details about the uh, past elections in Belarus, although they follow a pretty universal system, yet they have something unique about it when it comes to public reactions and the activism that the citizens take, which is pretty much caused by the reputation that the government has. I really hope that you enjoyed the past two episodes as well. And if you've learned anything from this podcast or would like to express your thoughts on this, it would really help if you could sign a petition which is linked in the description to support or oppose uh, Belarusian protesters. Thank you for your attention and hopefully see you soon.